Welcome to BetMGM Sportsbook on the beautiful lawn of State Farm Stadium. It's me, it's your girl. DJ Mech. And the one, the only, Sean Paz. Yo, yo. Thank you guys so much for joining us at this awkward 5 o'clock time on a Friday. <laughs> hey, we got to do what we got to do. Um, we got a little little out of order today. The sun's breaking news kind of threw everything off. But lucky for us, we get to talk about it right now. There's so much to talk about. Um, before we do that, though, congratulations are in order for Mr. Sean Paz, who entered the podcast transfer portal oh, yes. earlier this week, yeah. uh, moving okay. over from Sun Devils to D-backs. Yeah, yeah. Thank Congrats. you. I'm very excited about it. I don't um, know if that's a congratulations. It's just a, <laughs> like Sean did something different. No, it's a congratulations. Well, yeah, I guess that's kind of a more of a slander towards... It's not. It's a congratulations because I'm doing baseball, which I love. Not a congratulations because I'm leading Sun Devils. I'm definitely excited about that. But... Um, yeah, no, I'm very excited about it. We get to talk some D-backs yeah. today, so. It's always a good thing when you get to talk about baseball, which oh, yeah. we will be talking about a little bit later in the show. Um, in the effort of being transparent with our fam, because, you know, everyone in the chat's our family, Daniel, Connor, Jan, Ryan, Charles, what's up, everybody? They're all our family, right? Charles is here. Yeah, Charles is here with us. Um, I feel like I need to be honest. Oh, boy. I am wearing this hat for a reason. <laughs> It's a very embarrassing reason, so oh, nobody no. make fun of me for this hat. Oh no! Do you, have got, like a, you got like a big zit or something? No, I got my eyebrows laminated uh, this morning, and they tinted them. And when they do it for the first time, they are so dark. Uh, and I have such blonde hair; I look insane. <laughs> I mean, they are—they're dark. I don't know—I don't know if I would have noticed, but I'm also not looking you in your face every day. So. I look insane right now, so I need to cover up my terrible eyebrow situation. Um, so please, nobody make fun of me for my hat. It is a son's hat. <laughs> I didn't notice. I was just like, oh, she's rocking the hat today. She's going sun's. Frank Vogel got hired. She's doing good. Yeah, I'm in my son's gear trying to hide my very dark <laughs> eyebrows. All right. Well, speaking of Frank Vogel, we were going to talk about him. But before we do that, definitely have to give a shout out to our friends at Four Peaks, especially because tomorrow is our PHNX Diamondbacks takeover mm-hmm. at Chase Fields. We still have some tickets available, so if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, head on over to gophnx.com slash events and pick up some tickets. We are going to be doing a little pregame meetup at the Four Peaks Draft Room, which I'm super excited yeah. about. Uh, we also get to go and watch batting practice, which I'm is going to be so great. I'm so jealous. I, I know. Sean's not going to be there. I have a there. flight this week or tonight, so I'm not going to be there, but uh, I... Uh, Go 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 get go there. Eat a hot dog. Drink a beer in my in my honor. Yeah, we're gonna be pounding some rattle on red ale. I'm super excited Ooh, for that. Okay. Um, definitely one of my favorite Four Peaks beer. I never really thought I was gonna be a red ale girl, but for Four Peaks, yeah, same. I I, I do like the the rattle on. It, it's quite good. Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't been to the Four Peaks draft room at Chase Field, definitely check it out. It's open to all fans. You don't have to get a ticket for it. It's located on the suite level down the first base line in Deep Right Field. Um, that sounds like I'm calling a home run. Yeah. <laughs> Down the There's first baseline. Nick Castellanos. Right. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, so thank you so much to our friends at Four Peaks. We were super excited to go to the draft room tomorrow. Don't forget, you can check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub on Instagram to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. And you must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks responsibly. Also want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Illegal Pete's. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. They came through this week. They came through this week. They had a taco bar at the office. And like... More chips than I've ever been in the presence yeah. of. They gave us like two whole boxes of chips and like five bags of chips. That was crazy. I could have swam in the boxes of chips that they gave us. So I was stoked about the build your own taco mm-hmm. bar. Thank you so much, Illegal Pete's, for bringing in food to the office. Don't forget, you can kick off your week with Margarita Mondays at Illegal Pete's. They are exclusive to Arizona locations. $3 margs all day, every Monday. I love a good margarita. That's a vibe. A little lime, a little salt. Mm. 
Don't forget about Taco you salt, Tuesdays. You're a salt rim? Salt I'm rim a sugar rim, actually. Oh, really? I'm a, yeah. I'm a huge salt rim guy. I I'm love a sugar salt rim. Girl. Hey. Um, Taco Tuesdays, $2 tacos every Tuesday. I can attest. I just had these tacos. They are to die for. Mm. Enjoy your favorite chicken, pork, veggie tacos for just two bucks. What kind of, what are you, what is your taco, like, what kind of go, how do you go? I'm a steak girl. Yeah, same, through same, through. same. Steak same. always. Although if I'm really, if I'm, you know, if, if money's no object, I'm going double portion steak chicken. Oh, okay. There, yeah, that sounds good. So swing by your favorite for a uh, favorite illegal pizza location and start your week off the right way. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean. Hey, what's popping? There's a new head coach yeah. in town. Yeah, <laughs> Doc Rivers, right? Yeah, no, unfortunately uh, not. Well, unfortunately, fortunately. I was gonna say, I was gonna. Fortunately, fortunately. I was happy it wasn't him. <laughs> um, Shams, Shams waking us all up this morning with some breaking news. I was still half asleep when the news broke. Um, I'm not an early riser. Stuck in the middle of of. Compl- a full stop traffic on a 10 because there was an accident this morning. So mm. I was, uh, thankfully I wasn't moving so I could I actually check bed. my phone. I was sleeping. Um, nice. <laughs> Shams hit us with some breaking news this morning. The Phoenix Suns have reportedly agreed to a deal with Frank Vogel. That is a five-year, $31 million contract to make him the next head coach of the Phoenix Suns. And I want to know, Sean... What was your first reaction to this news? Uh, my first, I mean, I was just like, oh, okay, there's a coach. Um, I wasn't like, I mean, not that I really had a time frame or anything, but I was just obviously, I was just driving to work. I wasn't expecting to have breaking news on yeah. the way here. Um, but I mean, listen, I in a situation like this where there was no one that I was just like dead set on, outside of Ty Lu, I would have loved, but that obviously it got it was clear wasn't going to happen. Like right. uh, at that point, I was just like, oh, okay, like whoever I'm, and and. At that point, I would rather take an established name, someone who's proven that they can win. Yeah. Um, which he's done. He obviously was a he was a coach of those terrific Indiana Pacers teams back with the Roy Hibbert and uh, Prime PG, and then he had coach of the Magic, which was uh, whatever. Magic stint was not great. Like um. unless you, unless uh, unless you're coaching like Jameer hey, Nelson, hey, hey, Hedo hey. Turkoglu. Are we leaving out Danny Granger? Okay, true. Yeah. So I'll, I'll respect to Danny Granger. Can't leave out Danny. Granger. Um, <laughs> I uh, side note, I miss when the Magic were good. Like prime, like Jameer Nelson, he do Turkle days. Those were awesome. Um, and then obviously um, did a thing with the Lakers. Yes, um, so did a thing with he's the Lakers. he's proven that he can not only can he win, but he can he can manage big personalities. Like if you so yeah, I mean, she's uh, if you it if doesn't you can, get any bigger than the personalities that he was coaching with the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> if you can do that, and then you look at this situation, I mean, it's a team with personalities. It's a team with one of the best players of all time. A team with or, a, a guy with Devin Booker who's team it is and then a guy who is i'm just whose name is deandre aiden i'm not going to pass any kind of judgment <laughs> um so like it, it seems like a pretty good hire and the people that i respect who um follow the suns mainly our phnx Suns people yeah they f- seem to feel it's a good hire so i'm on board yeah absolutely for those of you that maybe don't know the most about frank vogel totally fine um by the way it's not like you need to be uh have an index of information on him he has been a head coach in the nba since 2010 Uh, We kind of mentioned he had a stint with Orlando Magic, the Indiana Pacers, and most recently the Los Angeles Lakers. He did go to Kentucky, so D-Book, little Kentucky connection there. Yeah, everyone goes to Kentucky, apparently. Um, So kind of interesting that they have that in common. Obviously, that's probably not why he got hired as the head coach. I'm sure that was just like a nice little fun fact that he got to throw in there. 
Um, and he also won a championship, an NBA championship in 2020 with the Lakers. A lot of people call that a Mickey Mouse championship, me being one of them because I'm the biggest Lakers hater on the face of the planet. Um, hate the Lakers. <laughs> but he is an NBA champion. He is he an is. NBA champion head coach. Um, I'll add him in the comments saying, I'm a Lakers fan and not a fan of Frank Vogel. He stopped playing uh, Montreal Hill. Montreal Hill in the playoffs, and he was their motor. The Lakers lost the series. He benched him. Not a good coach for many reasons. Well, that doesn't make me feel very good. Um, I do like to be a Laker hater, though, and so this I feel like this hire is just a little bit di- difficult for me because I just don't I don't like the Lakers. I don't uh, like being associated with the Lakers. I mean, Lakers. this is the NBA. <laughs> Coaches get get uh, recycled so often. Any coach you got hired was bound to be connected to some franchise. You know that. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But when the news first dropped, I was definitely surprised. I wasn't yeah. expecting them to announce it today. That's for sure. I was thinking maybe early next week. I was also pulling a little bit for Kevin Young. I'm a, I was a KY girl a little bit. Um, that sounds terrible. That's crazy. <laughs> no, yeah, that nobody is, put that anywhere. Time out. Crazy. Time out. Um, Kevin Young, Kevin Young. I was a big fan of Kevin Young. So I was a little uh, surprised they didn't go in that direction just because everything that I've been hearing yeah. in the recent weeks was pointing to him being the next head coach of the Phoenix yep. Suns. Uh, which we will talk a little bit, little bit later because Gambo from 98.7 debunked that a little bit. But I was surprised, honestly. I I have a lot of mixed feelings on it, which we'll get into in a little bit. But I was definitely shocked. Yeah. Um, and if you guys have been following the head coaching search, you knew that the Suns have narrowed, had narrowed down the field to five candidates. It was Doc Rivers, Nick Nurse, Kevin Young, uh, Jordy Fernandez, and then obviously Frank Fogel. Um, Nick Nurse, I think out of all those five options was probably my front runner. And then he got hired by the 76ers. So when that news broke, I was definitely disappointed because I think if I had to pick from those five candidates, Nick Nurse was my number one choice. And then he got hired. And then I was like, oh boy, this is getting a little scary. We're in the scary hours problem. Mm -hmm. I was worried that they were going to pull in Arizona Cardinals and wait forever to hire a head coach and let all the good candidates go and then we'd be left with the bottom of the barrel and then have to you illegally recruit. the bottom of the barrel? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> they'd have Come to like now. illegally recruit away a head coach uh, from a, someone else. But yeah, so I just, I, I don't know. I have a lot of mixed feelings on it. Obviously, we're not going to know if this was the right decision until it pans out and he gets to coach this team. I think obviously if this is what the team was comfortable with, because I'm sure, you know, Matt Ishbia talk to some players about it especially mm-hmm. Devin Booker oh yeah so if this is what Devin Booker was okay with then as long as Devin Booker ha- is happy I'm happy but yeah I just I don't know I'm not sold I'm not sold is that weird is that bad for me to be sold not sold no I mean I think it's pretty natural to um to have hesitations you never know I'm like I, there's rare situations where it's like okay obviously it's the guy but outside of that you know others it's I think it's natural for you to be a little hesitant about um your coach chain really wants me to read this comment uh gilbert our bio in the chat said both bubble finalists had successful seasons this year wouldn't you say question mark and this chain has an opinion did somebody say bubble <laughs> uh, was that really just why yeah, you wanted me to read it okay. he was like he was back there he's like read it read <laughs> it out loud <laughs> Um, easy oh, you comment. didn't even have anything to say? Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only, uh, only reason he joined us. Um, easy in the comments saying, not really excited about Vogel, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. I guess I'm not alone with yeah, the I mean, underwhelmed. I will say it seemed online that the public opinion was rather negative. Um, but let me be real. Most people don't know what they're talking about. So, uh, again, I'm going to trust the people that I know know basketball. Um, and, I mean, you know – like I said, every co- every single coach hire in the history of man, good or bad, has had people who are on both sides of it who are happy about it 
who are anti it. Yeah, um, totally. So you're never going to make 100% of the fan base happy. Yeah, exactly. Even, exactly. even when they traded for freaking Kevin Durant, there were people yeah. that were pissed about it. No, so. yeah. And and I just all I'll say is that because I said this a lot when the Sun Devils hired Kenny Dillingham is remember how you feel right now. Because everybody after at the end of the Herm saga was like, oh, Herm was such a bad hire. But I know not all y'all thought that when it happened. So, um, <laughs> like, yeah, everyone's going to have their opinions on it. But at the end of the day, he's a coach that proved that he can win um, yep. with star players, with important players. Even though it's um, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> stop it. I'm never going to stop hating on them. I'm sorry. I call the Lakers title and the Dodgers title Mickey Mouse titles. So, forever and always an L.A. hater. Sorry for all of our L.A. fans in the chat if you are one. Um <laughs> Connor saying, I'm also not sold on Frank. Joseph saying, I really think Vogel has potential to be a good coach if he has good players and their healthy history has shown he's been successful. Mm -hmm. So mixed reactions. And yeah. I think all of those are valid for sure. Um, is there a candidate you would have rather had? I think I kind of mentioned I was pulling for Kevin Young yeah. a little bit. Is there someone you would have preferred in that I role? mean, I mentioned previously liking uh, Jordy only because it was somebody, it was a young guy and it was not in the organization, which were two of my kind of things. Yeah. After listening to a lot, uh, um, particularly something Gerald had said when talking about KY, just that like, you know, the, he had he knew that there were instances where, there was at times where he filled in for Monty right and he said the biggest difference between being a head coach and an assistant coach is that when you're an assistant you say things and the coach can decide whether or not they listen to him mm. when you're a head coach your decisions are your decisions which as Gerald pointed out implies that there were times where KY disagreed with Monty but you know he's assistant that's how that works mm -hmm. um but he clearly was re really well liked um by the a lot of the players it seems so I started getting really on board with KY just because it seemed like he would have been a big good gap between like the culture that Monty built, which was obviously part of why the Suns have been so successful recently, yeah. and a change that clearly was needed because the Monty thing had grown stale. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think that's why I was so on the Kevin Young train is because I am on record. I just had a tweet about it the other day about not being a fan of the decision to let Monty go, but we can't do anything about it now. The decision's been made. We had to move on. And so I think I was pulling so much for Kevin Young because he was a part of the culture that was instilled by Monty, which I think is so valuable to this organization because when Monty got here, there was no culture. Like, yeah. it was a shit show. And Monty really did a lot to rebuild the culture of this organization. And obviously, Kevin Young was a part of that. And so I felt, I think, a little bit more comfortable with Kevin Young because I knew that he was familiar with that. But also it satisfied the need for change because we can't get blown out two straight years in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. I totally get it. I understand the criticism surrounding Monty Williams. So I think that's why I was a little bit more sold on him because yeah, it, to me, it felt less scary. And if you know me, you know I hate change. <laughs> it's See, hard for me to cope with. <laughs> I, I feel you on that. But, like, my, my mindset is when, like, I have I have rooted for teams that have been consistently mediocre or just downright bad all the time, and there's nothing I hate more. Because, like, I spent 15 years of my life rooting for a, a middling football team, right? Yeah. And it was – every year it was like, okay, there's just kind of like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll promote an assistant or whatever. And it was the same – or the, the GM or the president was always kind of still there. And it was the same shit every single year. Anytime you got a little bit of hope, it was just it was it was the same stuff, the same culture. And what so I'm generally a fan of just a clean break. You need to change everything. Yeah. But I I don't know the world's not that black and white, right? Like there's um I there's think there's a happy downs. medium. Yeah, for sure. Scott Rich in the comments saying something interesting. Vogel is a good puppet when it comes to veteran teams. And that kind of goes back to what we were saying about he was a head coach of a team that has huge personalities on it. You know, we call him Lee GM. <laughs> yeah, but Lee coach. It, so he obviously. But Braun is a different animal, though. Like, yeah, like Braun is. A... KD is more like KD. I think has shown at this point in his career, and I mean, honestly, for a lot of his career, that he doesn't really have. An, I mean, he did a little bit, I guess, in Brooklyn, but he's not like a big like. 
voice. He's not a GM like, like in the, the way that in the way that LeBron is, right? Yeah. Like in in terms in Phoenix here, it seemed like he was more than happy, kind of taking that second seat to to D book and leaving this being D book's team. Same thing in in Golden State. Um, so there's not like a guy like that necessarily who's kind right. of like a shadow coach, right? But also like you know, book and KD probably are going to be working together all mm-hmm. summer, getting that rapport, and so you have to wonder if maybe that was a line of thinking with this hiring decision is, you know we kind of want these players to have, you know, a little bit more say. And obviously Monty was very set in his ways and you saw that relationship with DA and how it didn't really work out. And so I wonder if maybe that was like a line of thinking with his hire. Yeah. I mean, that's very possible, right? Like that could have been the mindset is that ultimately these guys need more freedom or they just need to be able to play their, their kind of game, whatever that may be. And maybe Frank Vogel fits that. I don't, I obviously don't know why Matt Ishbia and company made this decision. Um, Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. that is, that is, a very good possibility for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Scott coming again and saying Monty is good at developing young teams and Vogel manages vet teams. Exactly, so. which is why, I mean, it is, yeah, that's why you move him to Detroit. That's why he gets hired by Detroit, and that's why they, they're they willing to pay him as much money yeah, as they did Detroit because has so many they young have guys. so many young players. He proved he can yeah. do exactly that. And there's a very good chance you're in the exact – Detroit's in this situation in 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Or not 10 years, but however many years. They're sitting there, and they, they've been to the playoffs four years in a row, but they've gotten knocked out, knocked out in the second round, or they've made one conference final. And then you have to go find the coach that gets you on. Like, I mean, everyone, we keep comparing this to the Golden State Warriors because they were in a very similar situation. Yeah, absolutely. Adam in the comments, again, making a great point, which we are going to talk about in a little bit, is with the different, with big time scorers that the Suns have, it would be nice to have an offensive minded coach that realizes we can outscore teams, kind of like Mike Malone. We're going to go through the the pros and cons of Vogel and his style as a coach. But I think that was another thing I was concerned about is I think Vogel is definitely more of a defensive minded guru and this defense isn't really what the strong, the Suns struggle with. Like they're pretty good defensively. Yeah. So uh, another thing that I definitely got stressed about, but we were, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth in a second. First off, I, you just disrespected the hell out of the bubble. <laughs> The bubble popped up on the screen. You, oh, you disrespected the bubble. I did it. Bubble. I'm sorry. Wait, Bubble Shane, come back. Bubble Shane, come back. <laughs> Here he is. Bubble Shane, everybody. Hi. Your mic's not on. Hello. There yeah. you go. Uh, hello. <laughs> Let me out of here. Um, I was just gonna. I was, I was gonna say it's a. It's a total transition period with Monty Williams. Like once you. you you're done. Yeah. you're done with this toy. Your kid got too old. Yeah, you exactly. Right, you, got, you need a new bed. The bed. Yeah. He's not gonna sit in, in his crib forever. Yeah. His race like, car bed. I don't like comparing. He grow. They grow out of it. I yeah. Know, but Laying down on him, I don't know. Uh, but I can definitely see, though, that like they had capped out with Monty. Like Monty had done everything that he could do, and working with the long, young players, helping develop them character-wise, like getting them to be leaders. Like they, he did all of that, and maybe that was his ceiling. And yeah, obviously, it, like people were frustrated with him schematically, the decisions he was making, like head coach on the floor. So I get it. I totally understand it. I was just um, having this conversation with somebody. I was Damon yesterday. I said some people are built to be overachievers, right? Like some people. When the, like they are built to to overachieve when the expectations are low, but yeah. when there is no such thing as exceeding expectations, when the expectation is the the peak, not everyone's built for that. Um, yeah. And hopefully, I mean Frank Vogel has proven that he can at least uh, not get in the way of getting to the peak. So yeah, that's totally. a good start. Um, something I wanted to talk about too, because we were talking a lot about Kevin Young and yeah. how we were kind of on the Kevin Young train. We weren't the only ones. There were a lot of people on the internet that were also on the Kevin Young train, including Bill Simmons, who tweeted, I'm taking the L, was Kevin Young for a couple weeks. Then Ishbia decided he wanted someone splashier and more experienced and shifted gears. What's interesting is Booker was pushing hard for Kevin Young, but Vogel is an excellent coach. Can't wait to find out what happened. So Bill was also on the train of hearing, like, you know, Kevin Young is probably going to get this position. 
Gambo debunked it a little bit, John Gambo Doro at 98.7. He said, I believe Ishvio was always focused on a championship caliber coach, and that was Vogel from the front runner since his interview last week. Booked, book liked Kevin Young, but the reports that he pushed for him are a little over-exaggerated. So obviously these are all reports and rumors, and we don't really know what's going on within the Suns organization because we're not a part of it. But it sounds like from what Gambo was saying, Vogel was it and the thing that really pushed him over the edge was he is a championship caliber coach. Yeah. And you can't argue with that. Yeah, I mean, Matt Ishbia obviously did not buy this team to lose in the playoffs. Like, he, he bought this team to win rings, right? And so yeah. I understand when you make that big of an investment, your patience is going to be low. You need to win now. Yeah. Um, especially considering the roster you have, you the investment you made now. in Kevin Durant, which all seem like that. The Kevin Durant thing seems like a Matt Ishbia play. Like, obviously, it was talked about a lot at the time, but James Jones – like had opportunities before and didn't want to pull that trigger for whatever reason, Ishbia shows up and they do, right? So yeah. it very much seems like a Matt Ishbia move. You got to win now. Yes, um, absolutely. Before, not only before your investment becomes worthless, but before the city turns on you. Because yeah. you, you have, I mean, you, obviously for very different reasons, but the city turned on the last owner. Yeah. Um, and if you're not successful, and let's be real, Matt Ishbia has not been perfect. That, that The debacle that happened very early on with, with um, Isaiah Thomas, mm. who still kind of seems to be lingering in the background all the time, <laughs> like... It, that could be a problem too. So yeah. you know, you you go win, and people will care a lot less about you being a jackass off the court if you are. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think something that you talked about is the timeline, and I have been beating the timeline drum for as long as I can remember with this Phoenix Suns team. Like we are in win now mode. Like mm-hmm. I thought this year was the year, but then you know everything kind of played out with injuries and lack of bench depth and all of that. But knowing that, you know, we have a very small window with Kevin Durant still under contract. The fact that he's getting older, yeah. Chris Paul is aging. Oh, like my God. our timeline is like pressing down and squeezing on us. And so I think I feel maybe a little bit more okay with the decision to hire Frank Vogel because he is a proven head coach with head coach leadership experience. And I think Kevin Young and Jordan Fernandez were both kind of candidates that you might've been taking a little bit more of a flyer on because they were going to be first time head coaches. And I don't remember if you remember the last time the Suns had a first time head coach, Igor Koshkov. It did not go very well. It did not go well. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. It was really bad. So I also think that the experience is going to play a huge role in this hiring decision. And if I'm going to give an, an upside to Frank it's that he is experienced and he does have that and so we're gonna go through the upsides of Frank Vogel because I know I'm kind of I'm a little down I'm talking about that I'm not really on board with this I'm a little unsure but there are a lot of upsides that I think we have to talk about because this is a big deal for the Phoenix Suns like this is the head coach that is hopefully gonna win the city a ring for the first time ever like there's there's I don't think there has ever been a higher maybe uh, maybe I I mean obviously I haven't been here forever so you could (laughs) fact check me on this but I feel like Probably in a very long time, at the very least, the the the, the higher where it's most like okay, you better win 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 year one. Like yeah. the expectation immediately is championship. Yes. Um. This is not. There is no like rebuild. There is no nope. window. Mm-hmm. There is like you win this year, or you probably are not going to have a job much not much longer. You're not going to get fired after one year most likely. But um, you know, you, if you don't win the first contract, you're not getting the second one. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the pressure the pressure is most certainly there. Yeah, absolutely. So here's some some upsides. We got to break down. He's got more hair than Monty, as yeah. Hello points out. I'm a bald. I love bald heads. I'm a bald head girly. I don't think there's anything wrong with baldies. No, uh, there's nothing wrong with baldies. Like Monty wasn't a bad looking guy. There's <laughs> nothing. The only, my only problem with baldies is when you don't come home. Like if you're starting to lose your hair, just come home. <laughs> Take it all off. Just let it go. Just give up. Okay. Frank Vogel does have more hair. He also has experience taking multiple teams through deep playoff runs, something that's very important, deep playoff run experience. He won a title in the last five years. 
He is a lifetime winning coach with a 0.526 winning percentage. He is 49 and 39 in a, with a play, he has a playoff record of 49 and 39. So again, winning head coach overall, winning head coach in the playoffs, deep playoff run experience. I think obviously his biggest upside is he is a brilliant defensive minded coach, which again, the Suns don't necessarily struggle with. So wasn't a huge area of concern, but it's something that people need, like specific players need help with, like mm-hmm. DA could improve defensively. Yeah. And now that we don't have that contentious relationship between DA and Monty Williams, maybe Frank Vogel is the guy to help wake D up. And I'll I'll say this. I do not jump down my throat. Let me explain what I'm saying before I say it. Oh, boy. DeAndre Ayton is not a shred of the player that Anthony Davis is. But Anthony Davis was a somewhat inconsistent player. Uh, Obviously, he dealt with injury problems, whatever. He had his best season under Frank Vogel in that. Bu- Obviously, again, it was bubble year, but he was he was very very good in those those finals. So in terms of getting, I guess, the best out of an inconsistent player, he did that. And honestly, he did the same thing with Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert fell off the face of the map, dude. <laughs> he was like one of the best centers in basketball, and he disappeared. Yeah. And I mean, Paul George was obviously an amazing player um, at that time. Like he has shown on a number of occasions that he can kind of bring the best out of some guys, especially guys who are inconsistent, which. When you're looking at a guy like DA, that could be huge. Paul George's yeah. defense took a huge step with Vogel mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was a big I mean, pace. at that time, Paul George was like that guy. Yeah, he was, he was well, like one of the best players in the league. 360 windmill dunk. Woo. Yeah. Before so, he broke his leg, man. Oh, he was so good. <laughs> he was explosive. So I'm excited to see what he can do with certain players that need defense yeah. to be worked on, especially DA. Jan Paul Edward Didios in our comments saying, is DA saying, if you would have asked me this question like maybe two weeks ago, I would have said, I don't really know. I don't think so. But now that I know who the next head coach of the Phoenix Suns is, and we just talked about all the ways that he is able to work with players that fall off the map, or and I'm not saying DA has fallen off the map. Please don't come for me. But obviously he's not. Uh, I mean, he did at the end of the year. He did. He's fall not the off player the, that we expected him. He to fell be. off the map in the playoffs. That's for damn sure. I think the chances of DA staying are a lot better. I think the extent to which the relationship between Monty Williams and DA deteriorated was more than even we knew. Yeah. We obviously see saw the visible side effects of that when they were yelling at each other on the sidelines, when DA said they hadn't spoken at all in the offseason. But I think it probably was a little bit more extensive than anyone really knew. And so now that that, I guess, cloud has cleared over DA's head and there's a new head coach that he can work with, I think the Suns aren't, as an organization, aren't at a point where they would be willing to give up on DA yet. I think Not the without, contract yeah. that he has is fine. It's obviously more team-friendly than what DA had wanted for himself in a contract. So it's not like they're really under the gun. With I, don't, I just I feel like DA being here and getting to work with Frank Vogel, I think it's a good chance that this is going to work for him. And yeah, I mean, I think it gives you the best chance, yeah, of, of that working. Um, I don't know. Obviously, you have no idea. Maybe DA despises Frank Vogel and has his entire <laughs> life. And this just was the final now on the computer. Uh, you don't know, but Frank Vogel I think hater. it gives you a chance. Hello brings up such a, a funny point. Do you remember this whole rule of verticality thing with Corey Hibbert? Yes. When they, st- yeah, when yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think I'm, I'm don't, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Frank Vogel <laughs> probably got Hibbert to start doing that. Frank Vogel basically caused the NBA to enforce to, to, a new yeah. rule, to yeah. change a rule. The rule was you, as long as you're going straight up, it's fine. But you, before it didn't matter if you jumped into the, the guy driving, and he did that to LeBron so much in those Eastern Conference Finals. I want to say that they had yeah. to change the rule next yeah. year. Yeah, uh, someone That's also amazing. brought up George Hill, which is a name I completely forgot about. Yeah, he, he had, he had some years. He, had, <laughs> he averaged 16 points under uh, at one, one year under Frank Vogel. Name a random NBA player. Go. Just kidding. Don't do that. Um, hello in the comments is being Aaron hilarious. Brooks. <laughs> Alperen Sengun. Yeah. 
Um, hello is in the comments being hilarious. Upside, <laughs> he will talk to players in the offseason. Yeah. Hey, hey. You, Huge you, upside. DA, or Monty talked to players in the offseason, just not DA. Just not one of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, looking at all those upsides, I think there's a lot to get excited about. And the only really downside that I came up with when kind of analyzing Frank Vogel as a head coach in his history is I think offense isn't necessarily his strong suit. Not to say that it's bad. I just don't think he's as good of an offensive minded head coach as he is defensively. But this is where your staff and the assistants that you bring in are so critical because Frank Vogel is known for being a head coach that listens and will work with other people, other assistants, and he allows others to scheme the offense. It's mm -hmm. on record. He's done it before with other teams. So I think now that we know who the head coach is and we're just going to wait to see how that pans out, I think who he hires as his assistants is crucial. Yeah. And it's really, really important because yeah. the things that he has, the downsides, he's got to figure out how to work with, with the assistants. And so – that brings up, again, Kevin Young, who we've been talking mm -hmm. about a lot because Kevin Young is currently the associate head coach for the Phoenix Suns. He was a candidate for the head coach job. His future is more or less in question. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to Gambo, he tweeted it today because Gambo is Gambo. Um, he has heard something about uh, Frank – or yeah, Kevin, sorry – um, and he tweeted, Vogel has been my choice this last week. The Suns liked that he is a championship coach and a defensive guru. There is a good chance Kevin Young will stay on as the top assistant. Seems like it is his choice from what I have heard. So I don't know if the Suns have talked to Frank and said, hey, we really love Kevin. I think you guys would make a great like pair. Yeah. And then like Frank got to talk to Kevin in the interview process. I don't know how any of that worked, but for whatever reason, it sounds like if Kevin wants to stay as the associate head coach, it's his choice, Yeah, which I would be interested to see if he does. I mean, I feel like there's a little bit of like, maybe I'm a scorned yeah. candidate because I feel like I'm qualified for this head coaching job and I didn't get it. So why would I stay with the team that like didn't give it to me? And he was also sought after as a head coach for other teams, mm -hmm. this, even this last season and this season as well. So I would love it if Kevin stayed. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it, it, like I said, he started growing me a little bit more. Um, and it, you're hearing that the players like him. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. I mean, I, I have, like I said, normally my mindset and stuff like this is kind of clean house. But I don't necessarily think that that, you know, the culture was so good and they were so close. I don't think that that necessarily is, is mandatory. So I, I think it would be good. I think it, it is a good way to kind of, maintain that culture leave someone there that players are comfortable with and still kind of get the the change you need by hiring a new head coach yeah absolutely i for one am definitely pro kevin staying i think one of the biggest upsides he had is obviously the familiarity with the players and the, and the culture mm -hmm. and so if we can keep that culture piece intact i think that's huge but you know you said you would be favored in, in cleaning and cleaning house there have been some names that have already been floated out, which is crazy how yeah. fast this news cycle moves. Um, so far, I think the only name that we've really heard of for the top uh, assistant coaching job would be David Fisdale, who also was with Vogel in LA. I do. Are you a Fisdale? I rock guy? with David Fisdale, like on a personal level, but it's like if, if you know, you know kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anybody that coached the Knicks at one point scares me. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, um, but that's fair. Uh, at, fair. at this point, I, I I do feel like I'm pretty like I think Monty or or Ky would be the guy that I want there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I do think there is something to say 
and maybe this is kind of like a really casual take, but like I think I, I like kind of having that kind of pedigree, having a former head coach as your assistant or as your associate, and having obviously another head coach as your head coach. Like I, I do, I, I I think there's something to said, something to say for a team having that that amount of pedigree. But yeah, I still kind of side with KY. Yeah, um, Chris Melton in the comments saying, "I just want KY to stay." Vogel, um, I can never, why can I never say his name? Ted Newble, is that right? Yes. Vogel is a great defensive coach, but needs an offensive mind. KY needs to stay. Um, no, so, Ted Lubin. Ted Lubin. Oh, close it's enough. It's just backwards. Um, Scott saying KY most likely won't stay. Jan saying KY will learn more from Frank than Monty. Well, I don't even think it's about learning more from Frank than Monty, but it's about learning something else. You learned everything you can learn from Monty. You get a new person in there. You're learning a whole bunch from them, too. So, um, yeah. I mean, if I do think this would be a great place for KY if he does not end up getting a head coach job. I'm, I'm, you know, like if you want, if there's a head coach job, you can take, go take it. Like, I'm not one of those kind of people where, like, you want, you're going to hold someone back for your own, own game. Like, go get yours, young man. But, yeah. Um, it would be, I do think, an ideal situation if he doesn't. It would say. be uh, freaking ideal. Um, Chino, what's up, Chino, in the comments? You know? Saying Kevin Young greater than Frank. So Poor Chino's, Chino's, on, dose. Chino's on the Kevin Young train like I was at the start of this whole thing. I genuinely, my ideal dream situation is Kevin Young stays as the associate head yeah, coach at this of this point, team. Yeah. I just, I don't know if that's going to happen because I do think there is a little bit of a, I'm a legit head coach contender the fact that you guys didn't want yeah. me and I've been here for how many years is a little upsetting. So Yeah, but the, I mean, you, there's, there are certain people who, like, and I, it's obviously a, an incredibly different situation, but I can't help but think of a guy like uh, Sean Aguano, head coach or former head coach at ASU, who obviously was the running backs coach, hired or promoted to the, not I guess promoted, but it was made interim once Monty was fired. And then they, or did I say Monty? After Herm was fired. <laughs> um, and then, uh, they demoted him back to running backs coach once they hired Kenny Dillingham. Yep. And he seems to be just kind of embracing that and just rolling with that. And if, I mean, there are, so there are all those kinds yeah. of people, right? If, if, there are cases if KY say. really loves, you know, Kevin Booker or well, Kevin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker as players, or um, just really believes that, you know, they can get a ring this year and, yeah. and what, or whatever it is, or really believes in the culture, really just whatever it is. Like there, you know, sometimes there are those kinds of people that really just, they believe in that kind of thing. So yep. maybe KY is that kind of person, even if he does have an opportunity to go somewhere else. And I mean, obviously, you know, if if the Milwaukee Bucks come calling, that's a, maybe a little different situation because you can win a ring right away. But, you know, being an associate head coach for a couple of years and winning a ring versus kind of toiling in, in mediocrity for some mid-franchise, uh, you know, there's yeah. there's reasons to believe that being that associate head coach could could be better. So, yeah. um, Can I say something? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. This is, I've seen this so much. Jose, I love oh, you. Yeah. You're, you're one of Please. my favorite people in our chat. <laughs> but I've seen the no offense take so much. And first of all, it's an NBA head coach. He knows how to run an offense. Yeah. Not, it might not be as efficient. You have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. In <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. There's a reason he won a ring with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You yeah. have talent, enough talent in, in the NBA. It almost doesn't even matter if you have an offense. Um, and again, that's what, you, you, like Max said, is a guy that listens to assistants. You get Whether it's KY or not, you get a good assistant that knows offense. Then yeah. that problem is... It's void. It's yeah. not. It's not a problem. That not was, an issue. That's the biggest upside to Vogel is like he's not a. It's my way or the highway type yeah. of head coach. It's been documented that he is willing to work with his assistants, scheme with them, let them scheme. And so, you know, Edward and the Edward taught in the comments saying, would Kevin Young pick up the offense and Vogel focus on defense? I think in an ideal world that would be what would happen because Vogel is a great defensive minded guru. 
And so, and I'm not saying, I don't, I hope no one took away from this conversation that I think Kevin Vogel is a terrible offensive head Kevin coach. Kevin Vogel, you did it again. Oh, sorry. Dang it. Frank Vogel. Sorry. There's <laughs> we've too many, been, there's we've too been many names. Oh, sorry. It's Kevins Friday, you Franks guys. Um, Frank Sinatra. And... Yeah. Don't, oh my God. Don't get me started. Um, Frank Vogel. <laughs> Frank Vogel. I'm not saying he's bad at offense at all. And I haven't said that this whole time. So I don't want people to think that that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying offense isn't his strong suit like defense is. Like if yeah. you have to pick one, he's going to pick defense because that's what he's really good at. So it's not like he's bad at offense. I'm just saying, like, if he has an offensive-minded associate head coach that is great with that, he's willing and able to work with them. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah, and you I get mean, the uh, best of both. I'm worlds. not. I'm not going to go into. I just. I just got last. Last thing to Jose is they didn't have Anthony Davis, and then you saw what happened when they played a full season, really without Anthony Davis. They missed the damn playoffs. So uh, Anthony Davis, is the best player on that team right now. Um, and was the most important player on that team. So without him, you, they didn't really stand a chance against the best team in the NBA at the time, the yep. Sun. So, yep, absolutely. All right, I'm about to uh, wade into some scary waters. Our comments okay. might uh, uh, <laughs> might get scary hours. Now that the decision has been made, and we know that yes. yep. Frank Vogel is the next head coach of your Phoenix Suns, the man that is hopefully going to lead this organization to a championship for the first time in organization history. Are you on board now yes. with the decision to let yes. Monty Williams yes. go? I was on board from the moment it happened. I've been <laughs> on board ever since. I was on board before it happened. Um, I'm pretty sure I said this on the show last week. You can make me the head coach, and I still think firing Monty would be a good move, only because I think we, we – we, in my mind, we know what the ceiling for Monty was. He was not winning a ring with this team. And so if if you're fine with just being a playoff team, then fine. Keep Monty. But if that, uh, if that if not, if your goal is to win a ring, you had to change something. So yes, I was I was good with Monty when it happened. Monty getting fired when it happened, and I'm still good with it. Okay, and if you're in the comments, you're watching right now. Let us know if you and are. And also, as a basketball fan, I'm happy that he has, gets the opportunity to coach a young team in Detroit. Like I think that's going to be great for basketball and those players specifically. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting, um, and especially exciting when I don't think he would have done anything if he stayed here with. The I Suns. just don't know how much the people in Detroit are going to like him saying, "Just dunk the freaking basketball," <laughs> and not swearing. Because... Also, can <laughs> yeah, you imagine having to move from Phoenix to Detroit? Ugh. Don't do that to Detroit. Bummer. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Listen, hey, I have a so Sean of all people hey, defending no, no. A, a city but or I, state. I have a specific. I have a soft spot for the Great Lakes, the 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 industrial those those cities that have gotten their their soul stripped out over you the last a half soft century. Spot in the top of your head. I, uh, I do. No, we all. I uh, I'm a Detroit hater because I'm a Red Wings hater, so I will never stand. I love the Wings. Um, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I have a soft spot for the Wings. <laughs> My best friend growing up was You're a Red terrible. Wings fan. My best friend growing up was a Red Wings fan. Pavel Datsuk was an electric factory. Um, and then Osgood, I think, had that cage as a goalie. So it was just an interesting team. Plus, I can't believe awesome. you're my aunt co-host. We are so opposite. It's not funny. Anyways, yeah. Scott in the comments saying no one's winning a championship with this lineup. I wanted to talk about this before we move on because we're going to talk about the Diamondbacks in a second. This is the other piece that I am obviously worried about because this lineup is not the ideal lineup. The bench depth is terrifying. Mm -hmm. There's so many holes that need to be addressed top to bottom. And so now that we've found the head coach, we need to see what this head coach can do in terms of getting the pieces well, here through relationships. Obviously, I know that's not the whole the, reason why players well, come not just, here. Not just that, but deals. it's not really fully Frank's job. Like right. James no, Jones no, got to no. adopt. Yeah, dude. James Jones, Matt Ishbia, they got to they got to get some players here to Arizona because we need them. Um, so now I'm now that we figured out who the head coach is, I'm going to be extra dialed in into yeah. trading and all of the free a, free agent acquisition talks because. 
this is not the roster that's going to win no, a championship. No. And I know that's crazy to say because you have Devin Booker and Kevin freaking Durant on the same team. Yeah, but you need depth. Yeah. But it's not. It's not a championship roster right now. So there needs Shane to be. Shane wants Alex Caruso, and I would be here for it. Give me a swaggy way, boy, in the Valley. Um, I, yeah. I mean, hey, first off, Trade Machine Tuesdays, PHNX Suns, every Tuesday, 2 p- 3 p.m. Uh, must see TV at this point now. Um, but. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they do with this roster. It's going to be something else because... Yeah, they, they just got to do. What is more true and more consistent than Kevin Durant's jump shot? Johnny Venerable getting nachos. Oh, man. Oh, what a guy. What a child at heart. Everyone's Always. having a great time here at the BetMGM Sportsbook. You can catch us out here every first Friday of the month. We're also going to be doing a cornhole tournament tonight. We're super excited about so. we are already We are already going. Hashtag Team Lightskin. Saul and I undefeated so far. <laughs> you know what it is. I to just to wrap this conversation up. I'm a little. I'm still sad about Monty. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I know people disagree so heavily with that because the track record is the track record. But I just like ah. I I have like oh, this weird like Monty Williams was like my childhood baby blanket, security blanket type of relationship, emotional connection to him. I don't know. But I'm just like I'm so. I don't know. I'm just I. Ugh, I'm so unsteady and I'm so unsure. And I think I'm so unsteady and I'm so unsure because like I feel the pressure of the timeline of the window and it makes me so nervous. Yeah. And I just, I don't feel like the Suns have time to make adjustments based off of the timeline. Like they have to get it right, right away. Yeah, the margin 100%. for error is so small. Which is why you had to, you had so to fire small. Monty. But that's opinion. why it makes me nervous making such a big change as a head coach because like there's so much more room for error that just, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared. But Oh goodness! What can you do, anyways? If I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wound up. I'm kind of scared. Yeah. So, oh wait, 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 wait! Before we do this, oh yeah, I saw yes, something yes, on yes, Twitter. This is good. This is good. <laughs> I saw something on Twitter that literally made me die laughing. I could yeah. not believe it. <laughs> this popped up, and I almost fell out of my seat. Lejacki uh, <laughs> on Twitter saying these two mfers are really head coaches of two Arizona sports teams, and it's the, the two- Joe Gatto one is so spot on of Frank Vogel. It's the That's two so uh, guys from Impractical, Impractical Jokers, Jokers. Yeah, Murr and, Murr and, Joe. and Joe, and obviously Murr looks like Jonathan Gannon, and Joe looks exactly like Frank Vogel. It's actually kind of <laughs> it's scary. So good. Um, <laughs> and I just fell. I almost like fell out of my seat laughing because I that was never a connection I would have made in my head. But now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. Like, yeah, that no, is all I no. see now. <laughs> I, the Frank Vogel one I, I have thought of before, but the, yeah, the, the Murray one I haven't thought of, so now that's going to be stuck in my head every time I see him. I could not believe that. I was like, wow, that is unreal. And I, like I said, I will never be able to unsee it. So thank you so much, LaJackie, for pointing that out because I will never be able to look at the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals or the head coach of the Phoenix Suns the same way ever again. <laughs> Um, all right. Even though I'm scared, I can. I feel like I can take a little break. I can chill out because I'm going to pop yeah. an OGs. Oh, I'm popping a few tonight. I got to get on a flight. Knock yeah. myself out. Oh, sleep on the plane. Mm-hmm. You is. I think it's. Oh, oh, knocked out. I think it's. I thought um, bubble chain was coming. Is Feder? If it, I don't think you're allowed to fly with that. Is you can fly with it in your system. Yeah, but like not. You can't pack it. You can't take it. Right? Is that a thing? Legally speaking, do not <laughs> take gummies on a plane. It is a federal <laughs> offense. Legally speaking, we are not speaking, advising you to do that. <laughs> you cannot do it. But legally speaking, you can take it before you fly, and I recommend you do because I get the worst flight anxiety. I can't fly. Like yeah. I just, I'm, I'm a control freak, mm-hmm. and the fact that someone else is in charge of my life for however long I'm on that airplane makes me so nervous. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, can't I handle you. it. So I feel, you. I feel you. Listen, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, 
OGs, I'm not even joking. Like, OGs have been, ever since they became a sponsor of PHNX, they have been, like, mandatory travel equipment. Like, I make sure I have my passport, and I make sure I have my OGs because I get so damn anxious on planes. It knocks, it, like, it caused me down. Last time I got on the flight after, before, after I took OGs, I was out before we took off, and I slept through takeoff. It was crazy. Yeah, so if you want to be like Sean and take an OGs before you fly, head on to your local dispensary and pick up a bag of OGs. My favorite, personally, is their Happy Balance, their Strawberries and Cream Happy Balance, because it's a CBD and a THC 101 ratio gummy, and just like good vibes all around, you know? OGs is all about good vibes. But they also have a mixed bag now. They put their fruit flavors and their cream flavors in the same bag. Genius. Yeah. Whoever came up with that. Wait, what did Jose get arrested for? (laughs) What did he always get arrested for? Taking it to the airport. Oh, oh taking oh, it to the airport. Yeah, see? Okay. Yeah, so that's illegal. what I'm saying. Legally speaking, do, do not that. do that. Do not do that. Marijuana and THC is federally illegal legal. still. It is a federal crime. So when you're at a federal facility, like, I don't know, an airport. <laughs> or the Grand Canyon. You can't smoke weed at Grand Canyon. Yep. You can't do that. Wait, you can't what? smoke weed at national parks? Mm-mm. Whoa. Federal property. Left yeah. fields. Um, people are breaking that rule all yeah. the time. Gilbert, I mean, people are I... also breaking the, the plane rule, too, all the time. Gilbert, are you talking about Gilbert's saying except on spirit, they don't give a F. I, that is hilarious. Okay. Spirit is like Spirit's the ghetto not the, Spirit's not TSA. They're not out there just controlling what you get on the plane. But you know the joke about Spirit nah, Airlines. Like they're I feel the you. bottom Spirit, of the barrel. Spirit, if the joke would probably be that Spirit, you could probably light one up in the bathroom if Spirit wouldn't care. Spirit is so elite. It is, Loki. Cheap flights are great. We're going to get in trouble. Someone's going to be like, this podcast told me I could take my weed no, on No, I have said Please don't do it. 10 times. It is federally legal. Do not also, take it on a plane. Don't sniff the gas at Circle K. Don't do that. Oh, my God. Definitely don't sniff gas at Circle K. Um... <laughs> I don't know where we've been. I'm sorry. It's okay. Pink lemonade. The pink lemonade flavor from OGs is dropping on June 21st. It is the month of June, by the way, yeah. which is actually insane. This I know. year has gone by I so know. fast. And it's especially crazy when you consider that standings in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're talking about a little bit. Um, <laughs> check out their pink lemonade flavor. It's perfect for summer. Like, summer pink lemonade. I can't wait lemonade. for that to drop. Oh, my God. <laughs> check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com and on Instagram at OGsBrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy. I can't believe how far this is <laughs> <laughs> also, before we get into talking about the Arizona Diamondbacks, game time, you guys. Game time yeah. is it. They are the ones. They are him. They are them. They are them. They are They are them. them. <laughs> I love game time. It is the best ticketing platform and the fastest growing ticketing platform for a reason because they have the lowest ticket prices for anything that you want to go to that requires a ticket. Sporting events, concerts, a parking ticket for wherever you need to park mm-hmm. your car. They've got it, and they've got it at low prices, especially if you like to Shane procrastinate. Shane just looked at me, and he was like, really? Yeah, they do have parking passes. Yeah, there. I bought one for a Cardinals game one time, um, and it was way cheaper than the whatever they were charging out here at State Farm Stadium. My God. Um, so go to game time. you got to check them out, you guys. They have super, super cheap tickets. And the best part of it is if you download the app and you use promo code PHNX, they're going to give you 20 bucks for your so first nice. purchase, which is awesome. The other thing that I love about game time is they make it so easy to find tickets in your area when it comes, especially to Arizona sports. If you go to their website right now and you're in Arizona, it'll already kind of do like the weird FBI thing and know where you're located, which I think is bizarre. But I mean, it's something you let them do when you download the app. They specifically (laughs) ask you, they ask you, would you like to share your location? And you say yes when you download the app. Whatever, the FBI is always watching your phone. Okay. Well, that's um, neither here. That's, that might be true. But yeah. anyways, they've got Diamondbacks tickets. They've got uh, Mercury tickets. They've got Rattlers tickets. I still need to go to they've a Rattlers game. Phoenix Rising tickets. They've got all the things Arizona sports, and it's all in an easy-to-find section, which is so user-friendly, and they highlight the cheapest tickets mm-hmm. available. Do you see that $9? Yeah. For the, the, $9 that for is the, the Braves. The Braves. 
The Arizona. Yes. I said almost said the Arizona Braves. The Atlanta Braves. Crazy. Yeah, you, Ronald your, Acuna. Your 2024 MLB Championship Braves. Your 2024 MLB favorite. No, they're going to win the 2024 no. championship. Sh- they're sh- the favorite know. currently. The Arizona Diamondbacks are going to upset no, the Arizona Diamondbacks are winning 2025, 2026, 2027, okay. 2028. I, I can live with that. But the Braves but, are winning yeah, I mean, the Braves are currently the favorite. Because well, they're, they're going to trade for Freddie Freeman at the deadline. If you Which is see crazy. Them. Yeah, it's crazy. You can only see them for now. You can see for them for $9. Nine dollars. Yeah. For nine whopping dollars. I also haven't been to a Rattlers game before. Big in-state rivalry. Big in-state rivalry. Northern Arizona Wranglers. I don't know. I love, like, I'm sorry, Rattlers. I love you guys, but I cannot attend the your cannon? games because the cannon gives me PTSD. Like, I can't okay, sit well, there. You PTSD like you've been in a fucking war. What does that mean? <laughs> it scares the crap out of me. It's not I PTSD. Know that's just you being a baby. Every time they score, they fire a cannon, and every single time I poop my pants. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's horrible. <laughs> Again, all you problems. I can't I mean, do I it. guess if you're pooping your pants, it's, that's, that becomes my problem, too, but... <laughs> Uh, but if you want to go to a Rattlers game and you're not afraid of a cannon, download the Game Time app. Use promo code PHNX. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. I we, That's going to get so out of hand. I just know that's going to go so bad. All right. Sean. Yeah. They're Arizona Diamondbacks. They're a wagon. They're a wagon. They're the best team in the National League. They might be the best team in baseball, but yeah, they're damn straight the best team in the National League. That's for damn sure. Smokes. It is June. It is the 2nd of June, 2023, in the year of our Lord and Savior. And they are first place in the National League. The year year of our Lord and Savior. Corbin Carroll. Corbin Corbin Carroll. Carroll. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it is, also, it is also June 2nd, and the just for my baseball fans, the Washington Nationals are tied with the Philadelphia Phillies. Fun fact. Um, it's also 6 p.m. on June 2nd, and Georgetown still sucks. And Georgetown does still suck, and Julio Rodriguez is still an international sucks. You guys, uh, um, the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks um, <laughs> are really good at baseball. Really good at baseball. They are the freaking first place in the National League. Are you kidding me? First place. <laughs> it is June. They are first place in the National League. <laughs> they, they, they obviously have a tied record with the Dodgers, but they have the head-to-head. Uh, they have the advantage over them. We're not the talking about so them. They are, they are, despite having the same record, the first-place team in the National League on June 2nd. And they are playing the Braves, so they could really open up that gap this weekend. Um, but, yeah, man, it is – oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, literally. Let <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the balloons drop, the confetti go. The D-backs are here, man. They're, they're, they are – I think the, we, we've been here long enough. They're legit. From the bottom to the top, baby. Um, I just – I'm so excited that we're here at this point in the season. They just completed a four-game sweep of the Colorado Rockies. It's the first time that they've swept the Rockies since 2002. The a four-game four sweep. Game yeah, sweep, yeah, first four-game sweep against the Rockies since 2002, which what are you is doing wild. Now? In 2002, I was – oh, shoot, math. Hold on. 2002. Math. Um, I was five. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to count my fingers. <laughs> I went to school for journalism, not math. I also went to ASU. Yeah, you also went to kindergarten. Um, I was five years old in 2002. Can I show you guys a, a, a costume that I wore when I was five at the end of the show? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Okay. Pull it up. So, yeah, I was five years old the last time the Arizona Diamondbacks swept the Rockies in four games. I was either three or four, depending on the time of the year. Um, we talked about this a little bit on, on PH and I see back earlier. Um, I was ma- modeling clothes as a baby. I was a baby oh, model. Oh, look at you. Um, little then. Gerber baby. Uh, yeah. I, like, I, and I said uh, what exactly what I said on D-backs. I got real ugly there for a while when I'm back. Were you an Oshkosh Bagosh baby? No, uh, I think I modeled. I modeled for some like local clothing stores, and I think I also modeled for Fisher-Price, I think. Was that an Oshkosh? Oshkosh Bagosh. Was that a thing? That was a store, right? That's a store, yeah. yeah. It's still a store, I think. I was a, I was a children's place child. The children's okay. place, the clothes store. Yeah. That was yeah. That was my. That was my. That was my I don't place. know where my clothes came from. But. 
<laughs> I know I modeled them. Um, so yeah, I mean, they just swept the Colorado Rockies in four game in four games. They are top of the National League. Corbin Carroll was the one that walked it off. He is <laughs> yeah. a front runner Corp for him. NL Rookie of the Corp Year. Him. He's the front runner. He's the favorite. The right front now. runner for NL Rookie of the Year. I just I can't believe what I'm watching when I watch the Arizona Diamondbacks play baseball. No, it yeah. is it's it's unbelievable, and they keep finding different ways to win. Like yeah. they, their pitchers show up sometimes. Sometimes their offense goes crazy. Last night their offense was it was dead. Or yesterday morning, I guess afternoon, the, their offense was non-existent for the majority of that game. Yeah, but they showed up when it mattered. They're finding different ways to win, and that's exciting. Mm -hmm. They definitely need to. They're not. They're not all the way there. They're not all the way perfect, obviously, but that's okay because I think personally they're ahead of the timeline that mm -hmm. I set for them in my mind of where they were going to be by now. Obviously, not being able to score with runners in scoring position is a little scary. Um, bullpen can be a little scary. Starting pitching can be a little scary. Good. The bullpen's good. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm no, not no. ready to put my faith in the bullpen yet, especially the, this one. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's well. Remember where we were last year. If the D-backs bullpen had been league average, the D-backs were a playoff team last year. Um, so they didn't need to be like that that much greater. Yeah. To to really or that good to 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 for this team to be really good, and they are just they're they're doing what they need to do. Especially recently, they've had some guys that really really deal in the bullpen. Yeah. Um, and they've get, gotten some really good starts out of some of their young guys. Tommy Henry, I think seven scores last time or something like that. Like he went crazy. Um, like some of the young guys are, they're doing it. They're doing the damn thing. Yeah. I think one thing that I really enjoyed this season more than last season is last season, the Diamondbacks could not play short ball to save a life. It was either they hit a home mm. run or they didn't score at all. And that's how they make really the money now. But it was frustrating because yeah, I'm no, like, we, can we just get runners on base? Yeah, yeah, can we get some runners on base? And even when they did get runners on base and they couldn't score the runners that were in scoring position, and this has kind of become a theme for the Diamondbacks for the last couple of years. But I digress because we're not talking about the bad things. We're only talking about the good things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, last season they couldn't play the short ball. Like, it was either a home run or they didn't score at all. And this year they're playing an exciting version of offense. And I, I, I'm kind of walking back my original thoughts on the shift because if this is the result of not having a shift and they are playing, you were you were anti banning the shift. Yeah. Why? I really I don't know. I just I'm a, such a strategy nerd, and I loved the extra element of strategy that added to the game. Well, I like the extra element of strategy that getting rid of the the <laughs> the shift has added back to the game with like bunting, especially a team like this. Yeah, like and for like sure. you were saying, like last year was boring. It's not this year, man. They no. are like they are doing exactly that. They're winning playing small ball they're winning by by stealing bases by by uh, jake mccarthy's bunted a few times and he's been good since he's come back from the triple a by the way yeah like they're they're finding like i said different ways to different win ways and that is what's really encouraging like you put them in almost any kind of situation they have a chance of winning that yeah game. and last year's diamondbacks were so predictable either yeah they were gonna hit a home run or they weren't gonna score at all or they would have a small lead in the game and the bullpen, bullpen would come would in it. and they would or they would have an eight run lead in the game and the bullpen would still yeah. somehow like either the bullpen was gonna lose it for them or they were gonna lose because they couldn't yeah, score runs. and yeah. that was it yeah and that was the diamondbacks last year and even though that was the them they were still a little bit competitive but yeah. this year it feels like a brand new team even though it's a lot of the core pieces that they've been building around and they've been like working for getting all on one roster together and it's just so cool to see and i'm so excited about watching them because this feels like i don't want to jinx it i'm knocking on wood but it feels <laughs> legit it feels real no, i mean like they're doing it the right way yeah I, I, I mean i think you have to be careful of what you say like feels legit like am i saying they are they should be favorites to win the world series no do i think they're gonna win the world series this year? No. no um could they? But at this point, do I think they are a playoff team? Absolutely. Yeah. Like me they too. have shown that they mm -hmm. can beat 
good teams. Which is wild. It's yeah. June 2nd. We're talking about them being a playoff yeah, team. Yeah, and I mean, like, look at the National League is nothing crazy. The Dodgers are not them. They're the, not the, the I Padres? mean, they've been dealing with a lot of the Padres, obviously, <gasps> have really, really If I was really, a Padres really fan, I would revolt. Oh, you consider the money. And, but I mean, other side of the country, the Mets spent a bunch of money. They haven't been going crazy. The Phillies obviously are struggling. Um, the Braves are obviously really good, but even they, they struggled. They lost the series to the Oakland Athletics, who are the worst team in baseball. They might as well be a triple so, like, baseball. Literally, every, like, the, and then the NL Central is a complete waste of time knowing that division is good. Um, so, do they, I think they have gonna, a shot at making the playoffs do this I, year. Yeah, but I mean, and if they make the playoffs, just I'm not going to say they're going to, but they could. Like this, there is nobody in this team, in this league that is world beaters. This isn't the the, the hundred win Dodgers. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's going to win 100, 100 games in the NL this year. Yeah. So if the Dodgers, if the D best managers make the playoffs, which I think they will, they have a very high percentage of doing it right now. Um, I, that's not a team I want to play. Yeah. Um, Jan Paul Edward de Dios. We are like on the same page, I think, all the time. I think you and I share some brain cells, which is because he commented, sustainable is the word. That is the key here. Yeah. Sustainability. Can they sustain this? Obviously, baseball is a marathon. <laughs> it's not a sprint. So you don't want to get too excited and put the cart before the horse because sustainability is what it's all about. You know, we're still a long ways away from October. And so sustainability is definitely the key. But the other part of this team that makes it exciting is they are competitive before the trade deadline. Yeah, man. They're, so just, they're putting themselves in a position. They're putting themselves in a position to be buyers for the first time in probably since 2002 when I was five. <laughs> I could, can't even. Oh, uh, man. What a t- oh, that would be fun. But, yeah, man, it, like it, they are. And honestly, like it, we, you know, we when we went to the, the opening day when we were at, at Chase Field. Yep. Derek Hall was consistently trying to pump the brakes on expectations. Yeah. He like people were talking about 90 wins and he was he was saying that was that seems like a, a too much. Yeah. Right? Does it still, Derek? Does it still? Like uh, this team is is good. It's um good. and uh, being buyers at the trade deadline is a freaking dream come yeah, and, true. And it's, it's clear what they need too. They, yeah. they need another they, like if they're trying to win a World Series, they need another starting pitcher. They probably need yep. to do a little more for their bullpen. There, there, there's there's things that they can shore up for sure, but yeah. it, it is clear. Gilbert in the comments saying we need an arm or two at the deadline. Yeah, hundred percent. But on the other side of that, this isn't the Suns where like if you don't do it this year, you don't got a chance. Yeah, this team they, is built. set up to be good for yes. five, ten years. They, yeah. I mean, the Atlanta Braves have shown the blueprint. And they have been good for a few for five years now. Or, yeah, yeah, like five years Sustainability. now. Sustainability. Yeah. So they're like, built to be good for a while, which yes. I love. But also, I don't want to see Mike Hazen do anything crazy at the trade deadline either. Like, yeah, stay the course, yeah, I mean, stay don't the timeline. Corbin, right? yeah. Don't get wrapped up in a crazy freaking contract for a veteran starting pitcher that's going to suck in a year. Like, don't do that, please. Just stay the course, stay the deadline. Don't overspend. Like, be careful and i know he will be hopefully the madison pumpkin thing and the zach Grinke thing i think he learned his lesson scared i think he learned his lesson too so as long as mike hazen can stay the the course during the deadline and not do anything absolutely out of left field and spend a bunch of money that he shouldn't be spending i think i'm going to be really stoked about this team the other thing that you mentioned that i love and i know we're a little bit over so i'll wrap things up here but i love there i swear to god sean there is nothing more I love in this life than watching teams like the San Diego Padres and the New York Mets struggle because, my God, they Sean's spent— Sean's camera just went black, so I'm going to show, oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna show you a picture of me as, as Zorro. <laughs> um, I'm also is just going to continue my yeah. rant. Oh, you're cute. That's You look like a witch. No, Where's you... the mask? <laughs> Zorro. Zorro has a mask. Yeah, Zorro does have a mask. Oh, I, It's probably somewhere. I, I have a mustache, though. You, oh yeah, I see that's nice. Yeah, yeah. here you go. He's got a mustache. All right, sorry. Continue. Um, you can just put me back on screen, and I can just rant with him next to me without him next to me. <laughs> oh, he's back. There he is. 
Um, my Try favorite thing, my favorite thing in the whole world is watching teams like the San Diego Padres and the New York Mets struggle who just threw money at players and just I mean, like, as a baseball fan, I want to see the Mets be good, to be quite no, honest with you. But no, no. What, what the, the Mets I being want good them to be bad. Us? I want all these big market teams who just have unlimited money to spend because there's no cap in baseball that are big market teams that get to flaunt their checkbooks every year and be like, this big player, this big player, you want to come but play, we're going to buy you. You want to come play, we're going to buy you. Wouldn't you rather them be good and then go beat that team's ass no, in the playoffs? No, I want them to suck because I love watching big market teams suck because there are ways for small market teams like the Diamondbacks, like the Braves, like Oakland back when, like the Astros way back when. The where Atlanta you can, Braves? They're small, small market, yes. Yes, they uh, are. They're not the Yankees, but they're not small market. Yes, they are. Um, watching them play Moneyball – and build Tampa Bay Rays, watching them play Moneyball and be strategic with their team's roster through un what is the word I'm looking for? Like uh, untraditional methods because they can't just throw money at people. I love it. I love it so much. And if you're a big market team that is just throwing money at players, I hate you. And I'm, I just want you to know that I hate you. The Atlanta Braves are in the top third of markets in the league. I consider the them small market. But anyways. I, I consider the sky red. I just, I'm so excited watching big market teams that throw money at players struggle, and it makes my little heart so happy because there is a way to win. And watching teams like the Diamondbacks succeed, just I love it because we don't have all the money in the world to spend, but there's still hope. Like we know that we can still be good, and we can be good for a long time because we have to go through absolute five years of misery to rebuild a farm system and get the players that we need to grow and to be here for the long haul, and they did it. They're at the precipice of watching all of that struggle and misery pay off, and they are not outspending a third of these Major League Baseball teams, and it's just so cool to watch. So I absolutely love it. Well, I, I mean, the craziest part about the San Diego Padres is that they are like one of the smallest markets in the country, but they spend like a big market, which is them failing in particular is really, really good <laughs> because when you look at other small market teams and you're looking at the other owners, like, well, why aren't you spending the money? The Padres are doing it. Well, that's why, because uh, we don't have the money to make that investment. And when we do make that investment, it, it's not worth it. So, yeah. but yeah, the Padres particularly, and also them making the division, I am very much relishing in them fouling. I, I just love it. Um, before we wrap up, they are going to go into a series against the Braves. And I think this oh, is boy. gut check time. Oh, yeah, the man. Braves it shows you where are, they are. I mean, the Diamondbacks are a wagon. The Braves are a wagon. The Braves are the World Series favorite. They're, the, they're, they're, <laughs> they're currently the World Series favorite on BetMGM. I don't, yeah, I I, that kind of went right over my head. <laughs> the wagon and horse. Uh, the Diamondbacks <laughs> are a wagon, and the Braves are a wagon and horse. Yeah, they got it all. Yeah, no, but they they are they are like I said, the current favorite to win the World Series um, on BetMGM. They are um, so good. But like I said, also they just lost a series to the worst team in baseball, so they they're did. coming in with maybe some I mean, spirits maybe, a little low. Yeah, maybe confidence Their a little shaken, or little or they might be coming in with it being like, well, we got to bounce, we gotta bounce back. back. So. I mean, obviously, regardless, it's not a team you can take for granted. That's for damn sure. Like you could, yeah. and you, you have to put out your best effort. Either and, way, it's going to be a good gut yeah, check moment. Yeah, one hundred percent. We're going to see how we stack up against a World Series yeah. contending team, and not just on the field. I think you'll see that with Tori too. Something that Derek was talking about a lot is we don't want to see him do some. I don't want to see Nick Ahmed play a single game of this oh, series. Please, please, I don't want to see Paven please. Smith play a single game of this series. And if he does, it I'm better sure not. Out. It sure as hell better not be leading off. Jose Herrera shouldn't see a single game behind the plate unless Gabby uh, something happens to Gabby. Like. I don't want to. I want to see your best players play every single game of this series. I want you to go out there like this is a playoff series yep. and show that you are the best team in the National League. Yes. If that's what you really believe you are. Yes. Um, Preach. And and there's been times this year where I do think that Tori has been a little, has coached a little, maybe 
emotionally or or not necessarily doing it because it thinks he gives them a best chance to win that game, but for yeah. a variety of reasons. This is not a series to do that. You need to go and put your best foot forward and win. Yeah, we the need next... that child sounder that's like, yes, log. Yes, <laughs> when Sean's preaching. We don't want yes, no log. devils yes, in the house. You better we want preach. the law. <laughs> um, the next three games against the Atlanta Braves is the World Series. This is my World <laughs> okay, Series. Well. You go out there and you give me your best lineup yeah, you no, could possibly 100%. give me, and you play like this is I want, it. I want Geraldo Perdomo <laughs> at shortstop every damn Day. If I see Nick Ahmed on the field <laughs> for any reason other than he's stretching before the game and doing the national anthem, I, I'm leaving. <laughs> to my stomach. Tori Lovello, I need you. I have gone to bat hey. for you year yes. after year when yes. people are calling for your head and saying you should be fired. I'm like, no, Tori is the man. Do not make me eat my words this series by putting Nick Ahmed out on that field. I swear all things holy. Tori Lovello, you better treat this next series like a World Series series, and I want to see. You manage this team like they are going to win it all because, good Lord, I want to watch them play yeah. some good baseball and, against and this I, team. I, Gilbert is, is, say, is summing up what I was saying earlier. The field is not scary. Nope. The window is open. The Dodgers, the Braves have shown that they have vulnerabilities, and all it takes is, is a team to get hot in October and September, October, and then um, the Dodgers are then a team that you didn't expect. Yeah. Like, hey, the Philadelphia Phillies, mind you, are in the World Series. Do you want to hear the lineup for tonight? Yes, yeah. sir. Perdomo lead off. Oh, whoa, whoa, what? Marte, two. Uh, Carroll, three. Seawalk, four. Guriel, five. Rivera, uh, uh, six. Gabby Reno, seven. And no, no Josh Rojas? Nick Ahmed. Fuck. At eight. Okay. And what position are you playing? Short. <laughs> I'm fine with that because, hold on. Listen, <laughs> have you seen what Josh Rojas has done over the last month? Yeah, He's nothing. been one of the worst <laughs> players in baseball, to be quite honest with you, offensively. So I'm fine with that. Nick Ahmed is better than Josh Rojas. I Jake, feel like the Jake wind McCarthy was just taking is the last. Okay, that's fine. Um, I, wow, oh. Geraldo Perdomo leading off. Sign me up. Yeah, that, 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 that is that, an electric factor. That type, top five is probably perfect in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Perdomo, Marte, yes. Carroll, Walker. Love I mean, it. Inject it. As, yeah, I mean, Nick Ahmed being down farther in the lineup and him playing shortstop, I guess, yeah, is I, fine. Listen, I, I will be honest. At this point, I'm, I would probably take Nick Ahmed than what Josh Rojas has been over the last month. Yeah, if uh, I had to but, pick. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for taking all the wind out of my sales, <sighs> No, but you got me juiced. You got me juiced <laughs> with that Geraldo Perdomo leadoff, just, dude. I'm so anti-Nick I'm, uh, Ahmed. I'm going to bet sorry. all the bases, all the bases <laughs> for Geraldo Perdomo. Ar- no, no RBRs, though. The Risk King is leading off. Risk King is leaning off. You love to see it. What would you consider? No, you don't love to see it because then you won't, you won't be Risk King anymore. Yeah, that's true. What would you consider a, a success? Two out of three. One out of three. One out of three. This is the best team. This is the best team in baseball, in my opinion. Okay. Or the best team in the National League, at least. I think they're, like I said, favorites to win uh, the World Series. Yeah. If you can win one of the. Uh, one game. You just if you can one. take one of these games and at least be competitive in the others, I'll be fine with that. I think they they should win two. Yeah. Um, at least based on the pitching matchups, you have Merrill tonight. Um, and Gallon on Sat or on Sunday, and so you kind of avoid having your two good starters yeah. go up against their stud, it's Spencer Merrill Strider, versus, who's on Saturday. Merrill Kelly versus Charlie Morton. Yeah. Um, Ryan Nelson, Nelson versus, versus Spencer Strider, and then Michael Soroka versus Zach Gallon. So yeah, so uh, two of three are based very... on pitching matchups. You should win two of three, yeah. but obviously there are some there's some studs. They, I mean, this is the best uh, probably hitting team in the National League. Yeah. The, uh, the Atlanta Braves. So. I'm going for gold. Give me two out of three, baby. I'll take it, I man. See I'll it. take it. Well, like I said, I think being, I think one against this team and being competitive in the other two is a success. Yeah, for sure. But I agree. If you take two, like I said, you put the you put the the league on notice at that point. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go, Diamondbacks. Let's do it. Let's see it. I want to see your best baseball this weekend, which we are going to be in person for tomorrow you at the Diamondbacks takeover. Me, because I am and not Bubble going out of town. Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets for the Diamondbacks takeover yet, go to the gophnx.com slash events. Grab a ticket. We're going to watch batting practice. We're going to the Four Peak Draft Room. First beer is on us. And then we're going to watch the game tomorrow. And they're doing a giveaway at the game. It's a tribal hat, which is oh, yeah, super yeah. dope. So you get... A hat, a free beer, you get to watch batting practice, and you get to hang out with all your diehard friends. There's still tickets available. Go grab them right now. I'm super excited for that. Um, before we close out the show, last week, Sean said something that was preposterous <laughs> about Manscaped. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. Um, I said that the reads are a little awkward for me, and you're like, there's nothing awkward about men's grooming. And yeah. I'm like, eh, nah. And you're like, oh, but I'll make it not awkward. So in honor of Sean saying that, I'm going to make him eat his words, and I am going to read the Manscaped no, read. No, I'm hyped. <laughs> no. Let's go. Let's go. I'm reading the Manscaped yes. read this Yes, time. I've been waiting for this. I've been asking for you to do it. I'm because w- I'm going to show you all once and for nah, all how uncomfortable you these reads you are. You can't make me uncomfortable. Go. <laughs> Strap in, everyone. All right, Manscaped. I have a question. I have a question. What's more American than a bald eagle? bald set of balls no the fourth of july is almost oh. here and that means a couple of things barbecues <laughs> pool parties and last but not least glizzies yeah and it yeah. just so you happens glizzies are gonna make the king glizzy goblin uncomfortable let me get through this and it just so happens that the sponsor of today's show manscaped are making sure that all you glizzy gladiators across the nation are groomed for battle for America's birthday. From sea to shining sea, over 8 million Pew Patriots worldwide <laughs> who trust Manscaped with their, with their exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with our code PHNX at manscaped.com. Talk about the American dream. <laughs> Come on, Jose Glizzy sa- Gladiators Jose and saying, Pube Patriots. That one, that pa- Pube Patriots is crazy. Uh, Jose <laughs> saying, "Thank goodness that didn't go in another direction." What direction could that have gone in that was any better? She was talking about shaving somebody's nuts. Right? What are we talking about? How could that have gone any better? Um, all right. I loved it though. I'm so happy you did it. You, you, I'm not you, done. You, I'm oh, not done. oh, my it's bad. Still going. <laughs> My bad. It's only right to start with America's favorite, the Performance Package 4.0. You get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the Cop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Toner, Performance box, Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies. If you want to get in on this amazing Performance Package 4.0, again, you all you have to do is... <laughs> Take your freedom bells to the next level by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off with free shipping with our discount code PHNX. Get your independence back this Independence Day and unlock your confidence with Manscaped. Now I'm done. <laughs> Unbelievable. You made that so much harder on yourself than you needed to. That, that hurt. My grandmother <laughs> and my mom listen to the show and they're going to have to listen to me talk about glizzy gladiators and pure uh, patriots. Well, you didn't. I mean, you didn't have to do it first off. Yes, I've been I did. Do- if you're in the comments watching the show right now, please tell me that wasn't uncomfortable. That was uncomfortable for everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't uncomfortable for me, first off. You just made it hella weird for no reason. Um, it's uncomfy. It's uncomfy. I still think a, a, a bald set of nuts is more is more American than a bald eagle. Or the That's wild. That is, is the most wild American thing ever. That is one of the wildest things that's ever coming out of your mouth. 
All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. We're sorry it's a weird time, but the breaking news, like, again, we had to do it, and you guys are still here for us. We love you so much. You guys are the absolute best. Jose, Jan, Daniel, Jacob, Chris, Charles Woodall Pike, all you guys, you are all the goats. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We are normally live 1230s on Fridays. We'll let you know if we're not, but we should be the at first. But I'm going to just tell you right now, the first Friday of every month, the show is going to be at a different time than 1230. Yeah. It's just going to have to be, but... Um, normally 1230s. Normally 1230. If you enjoyed the show, especially my Manscaped read, please go give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because we need them. Um, and we would appreciate <laughs> we gotta it. We got to fight those KC fans still? I know. They're still coming for us. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will see you next Friday at 1230, possibly. Maybe not. We'll let you know. Bye. <laughs>